everyone, and welcome to the Popcorn Bucket List, the podcast that keeps your movie bucket list up to date because those thousand movies to see before you die lists are just too daunting. I'm your host and resident sea monster moonlighting as a pasta lover, Gracie. And I am Darrow, the uh, Kwisatz Haderach, if that's a Dune reference. <laughs> and I'm Sarah, and there will be no crying in my office, which is a uh, French dispatch reference. Much better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Should, do I need to tell people what mine is, or do you think they got it? I'm pretty sure. I think I think if they're listening, hopefully they, they got, got it. it. <laughs> okay. For anybody who didn't, it was a Luca reference. <laughs> well, happy New Year, everyone! How were your holidays? It was good. It was good. That's great. Um, as fun as it can be, as COVID continues. <laughs> Yes, yes. As the the great pandemic of twenty twenty to twenty twenty to twenty twenty two keeps on trucking. Uh, I got a lot of movies in. I think I, I feel like I, I I got to see a good fair bit of movies this couple, past couple of weeks. But I'm a teacher, so I've been off for two weeks, and I'm about to start up again in two days. So that won't last very long. Uh, but did you guys get any good movies? Did y'all see all the holiday holiday movies that came out this past week? Mm, let's see. I, I watched How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Does that count? Yes. I was talking about the blockbuster <laughs> holiday movies. You know, like, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that movie comes out every year. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, sure. I saw okay. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, uh, Matrix. I'm trying to think of what the other ones are. I feel like those are like the big two for this season. Yeah, those are like the big Christmas movies. Yeah. At least it says in the trailer, like this Christmas. Spider-Man. Licorice Pizza did come out on Christmas Day. Okay, well, there you go. The only true Christmas movie then. Yes. Yes. Alas. Uh, Well, I'm glad it went well. Uh, Anyway. 2021 was a big year for movies, as is every year, but especially despite the pandemic, I feel like this was kind of the comeback year from 2020, obviously. So today we're going to talk about our uh, favorite movies of the year. And, you know, we'll talk about the best, the worst, and maybe the ones that surprised us. Uh, Who wants to go first? Sarah? Yeah, Um, I'm going to start with my... You can tell I'm a teacher, by the way. I just called on you. I didn't wait for the mom to hear. I just said, yeah, fair. Yeah, I'll start with my little reference from the beginning, the French Dispatch. Um, Yeah, I mean, this year in general was, like, huge, especially for me. Like, my three favorite directors put out movies. So Wes Anderson, Edgar Wright, and Denis Villeneuve. Um, So... Yeah, it was insane and amazing. But yeah, I'm going to talk about the French Dispatch because I think Daryl's got Dune covered. Um, <laughs> I do. In sand, covered in sand. Two movies I didn't get to see. So well, I, I saw it three contribute. times, so it accounts for everybody. I saw it once for all of you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, the French Dispatch. Um, I know a lot of people were like, eh, it wasn't my favorite Wes Anderson. And like, we didn't get to like dive into his characters as much because it bounced around so much. But like, I feel like I got three Wes Anderson movies in one and I was perfectly happy with that because I loved every story. And I remember I watched it twice the week it came out and I was just like, 
trying to figure out what my favorite story was because like all of them were just so brilliant and I mean it was it was so very Wes Anderson um but yeah I absolutely loved it and I think that the the artist story is my favorite and Benicio del Toro was just like wow (laughs) and also probably one of um Tilda Swinton's like greatest roles ever. She was absolutely oh, hysterical. Like absolutely. she was so so brilliant in that. It was great. But it was like everything that you need out of Wes Anderson. Like I had to watch it twice because you're reading half the time and you're listening half the time and trying to watch two screens at once. And like <laughs> it was just all over the place. But also just I think it went brilliantly together and just I loved it. Yeah, I was also a big fan of the French Dispatch. I think I texted you after I saw it and I was basically like, how did he make this movie? <laughs> like, it's it's one of those films that in any other director's hands it just doesn't really work. But he has such a specific style and he has such a clear grasp of exactly what he wants to do that the movie just, it functions perfectly. Every little weird element of the film, it's like, yes, that fits because it's his little universe. Mm -hmm. It's like he moves his characters around like puppets, but it's like in a very endearing way. You have all these strange characters, like Tilda Swin's character is like one of the funniest characters. She's so weird (laughs) that she's just giving a lecture the entire movie, but she's such a weird person. But it's like, again, in the hands of Wes Anderson, it's like, it's just, it's perfect. It's one of the, like in terms of just like directorial efforts, people trying to just make a movie that they want to make. I feel like he was the most successful director ever with that movie. Yeah. So high praise, high praise. Yeah, I I just Googled just a picture of her and oh my God. (laughs) She is. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, some of the backlash I heard was like, you know, how can you cast all these like huge actors and give them these like tiny little roles? But like, that's, that's the whole point of Wes Anderson. He, yeah, that's always what he yeah, does. That's what he, like, how he does it. <laughs> it's like, remember that one time Tilda Swinton answered the phone in Moonrise Kingdom? Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point. But yeah, it was it was brilliant. And like, you know, same cast of every other movie he's done and man i think all of them are just so happy to be a part of it that they keep coming back for good reason it must be nice to just to be able to say like i get to work with wes anderson for five minutes and it's like the best five minutes ever (laughs) and it's like it wouldn't be this like his movies wouldn't be the same if it didn't have those all-star cast they would just be movies of just people (laughs) but the fact you know those faces you know those voices so well you it like light up every time you see alive. Bill Murray. You're like, oh, yeah, there he is. <laughs> yeah. Did you know it's like he's gonna he's gonna bring it. He's gonna be on screen for like thirty seconds, but he's gonna bring it. It's gonna. I almost expect it the whole time in jail, just like sitting there, hardly yeah. saying a thing. <laughs> That's what I. It's like I almost expect that out of other directors too. Like you know, like I remember watching. I don't remember what it was, but I like the whole time you don't see the villain's like face the whole time, and I'm like expecting it to be like some big actor you know and i'm like waiting for it and and then like it ends up being somebody you saw in the beginning of the movie and i was like that was not the reveal (laughs) i was expecting to be but also like yeah that worked out but like he's makes it so elegant too it's not Mm -hmm. like this is bill murray like it's just like (laughs) bill murray walks into screen and then walks out you know (laughs) like nothing showy about him I, I need to see it. It's definitely what I missed, and I'm kind of bummed I missed it. 
Yeah, it's uh, definitely one of the best of the year. So you'll get a chance to see it. You'll like it, I'm sure. Yeah, I have a lot of movies I need to catch up on. It was a weird year for me. Uh, Daryl, you want to talk about another one I haven't seen? <laughs> of course, because why not? That, that, would... I'm, I might have avoided this film. I apologize. You so. avoided the greatest I, movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. I just couldn't, okay. I couldn't get into the... I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot of sand. I understand. It's a lot of sand. Anakin would not be impressed. <laughs> But yeah, my favorite movie, if you haven't guessed by me already mentioning it, is Dune. Um, Dune I saw in theaters three times, once in Dolby, twice in IMAX when it was like brought back to theaters. Um, it was like my most anticipated film because Denis Villeneuve is, of course, like also one of my all time favorite directors. Like him and Christopher Nolan are like neck and neck, constantly like one upping each other in my head. So yeah. Um, Especially since I saw the David Lynch version of Dune, which is terrible, unfortunately. <laughs> it's hilarious in how bad it is. It's mm -hmm. truly wonderful to watch a film that, despite knowing very little about the story, I mean, I saw the old one, but it doesn't, the story doesn't make any sense in the old one. And this one, you watch it and you understand the story because he does such a great job of world building, like without lingering on stuff, I guess. He does this awesome thing where he will throw out a name of something from the book, but it's like they explain it just uh, just a little bit, just enough so you understand the importance of it, but you don't have to get like a whole like 10 pages of lore to explain <laughs> like, this is what the Kwisatz Haderach is, this is what the Bene Gesserit is, this is what Arrakis is. It's like, he just gives you just enough so you understand and you can move on. The performances were really good. The visual effects are so cool. <laughs> I just love, I just, I truly felt like I was in the world. Like no sci-fi movies ever made me feel like so a part of the universe as yes. this version of Dune has. Like even when I was watching like a, a video essay about how he films his movies. And one thing they said is that one thing Denis Villeneuve tends to do is that he will focus more on the atmosphere than on like if there's like a cool spaceship he's like that's an awesome spaceship but it's foggy outside so you're just gonna get to see a little tiny slither of it but you're like oh my god what does that spaceship look like i want to see the rest of it and he doesn't give it to you you're like ah he got me again didn't he, he got me. <laughs> that's okay i know we're gonna see something cool in a second and then you see something cool like immediately and just like it's just it's just visually it's so stunning and i know there's a lot of I guess similar to the French Dispatch, there's a little bit of controversy. Uh, it's different in this one in that it kind of ends halfway through the book. <laughs> mm, yeah. um, but I mean, it's a good ending spot because after that, the book gets pretty crazy anyway. So it's nice they just kind of stop at a point where it's like, cool, now you know where the story's going. Um, it's, it does do a lot to set up the next movie, but it works really, really well on its own. So like, I don't know. I even like... I think about this movie a lot nowadays. I even think of the score. I love the music for this movie. I love the kind of like the barbaric sound you hear for the Harkonnen, like the kind of like screaming lady <laughs> who just like is always just randomly singing in the background to like indicate like Paul's like powers. Um, it's just it's just a wonderful movie that just makes me feel good every time I watch it. I was so mad when I took it off of HBO Max. So that means I couldn't watch it when I got home after I just watched it in the movie theater. So yeah, I, 
I can gush about Dune all day long. So. Uh, yeah, it was fantastic. Like, I mean, you can look at my letterbox. There's tons of movies that I've given five stars to. But like, I haven't left the theater feeling like that since I watched the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Like, that was the oh. movie that made me want to watch movies. And wow. I, like, I, I felt the same way when I left the theater. I was like, I need to know more. I want to be there. I have to know. Like, I want yeah. to be back. I want to go back right now and like watch it again and be in it again like it was just like the sense of like the adventure and the story and the world and I just wanted to be a part of it and it was so so amazing and yeah you hit the nail on the head with like literally all those points it was absolutely gorgeous and I tried to read Dune I got like three pages in and I was like wow (laughs) this is rough and then I put it down and then after I watched the movie I was like should I try to read it again because Uh. I want to know more (laughs) I did do that. I did the exact same thing. I got like 10 pages and I was like, no, this this Ooh. is this is way too <laughs> heavy. Much. But then watching the movie three times, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to start reading the book again. And I did, actually. And it's way easier to read it now. I bet. Like, yeah, because it's oh, like, I know oh, what's no, gonna happen. context. <laughs> yeah, I can actually see the world now. So I know this is not what Frank Herbert exactly envisioned, but too bad. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. I'm seeing this movie now. So. And I feel like there are very few movies that do that, that I feel like make a book more accessible, but that really did. Yeah, absolutely. Cause it's true. It's like most of the time you, it's like, oh, the book was better, but this one, it's like, you can't even read the book until you watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like the book, the book is just, it's just such a learning curve. It's like, no, you need training wheels first, <laughs> then you could read the book. <laughs> so to the that's that's the answer to the question that basically me and grace have had for the past like year and a half is like should we read the book first then watch the movie now you know (laughs) watch the movie (laughs) yeah i got through i think i tried so many times like i picked up the book i'd read like the opening quotation (laughs) and go i'm good (laughs) and i was like i'll do something else and i definitely mean to watch it i think that was like I felt like I need to sit down and like really prep myself. And I, I don't know, I was weird about going to the movie theaters at that point. And mm-hmm. so I was kind of like, yes, ending it. And then, I don't know. And then it was off of HBO and I missed it. And I was like, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll get around to it eventually. Well, it comes I out think... on Blu-ray on the 11th. So, um, I'll, nice. I will be purchasing that. Say, you can buy it and let me borrow it. <laughs> exactly. We'll watch it together. Yeah. Um, so I, I think my favorite film and like not in the last two weeks, cause I probably would have said, cause I don't want to talk about like any of the movies that came out for the holidays. Cause while I assume most of us have seen, you know, at least anybody listening to this podcast have seen the holiday movies because that's the whole point of them being holiday movies is that you can see them over the holidays um i don't want to say any spoilers but i think my favorite movie of the year is matrix four but i'll leave it that at that and talk about something else (laughs) um i was like super hyped for the matrix and (laughs) and i adore the story and i love the characters i was I was Trinity for Halloween, so I was like, preach. Yes, <laughs> but um, I I'm over here know, like no one I, one one third of this podcast I, did not like it. 
Guess which one? Like it. <laughs> it, was, it was the one that did not binge the movies before seeing it. Exactly. So I, like, I shouldn't have to. I've seen them all. <laughs> no, and no, you know no. what? Two and three are not very good. But That's have you the, seen them all six times? That's six the question. <laughs> Honestly, no. The I had seen the first one. And then I hadn't seen the second and third. I love the first one. So I was like sold on it. I knew I would like the characters. And yes, two and three are not good. Two being pretty bad. And three yeah, being an okay. People would disagree with you. Yeah, and put it I feel like three around. is the worst one. No. Also, you're I, a robot anyway. You're so. a robot, Sarah. <laughs> my opinion, my opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> That's because you're a machine. You're a machine. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was inevitable y- inevitable you know mr anderson i i think it was i i love the characters and that was the thing i always liked about the matrix sorry i hit my water bottle um with a pen uh i always loved the characters of like trinity and neo and you know morbius morbius i it just like those were fun and i liked the idea of where she they were getting at you know the directors and um I'm gonna, the Wachowski sisters I wanted to make sure I said it right the Wachowskis right is yeah it's the Wachowskis yeah I think it was I think it was Lana Wachowski Lana did the fourth one um okay. yeah and which I thought was interesting that you know Lily didn't continue which I don't know but I lo- it was social commentary on itself and I loved it yeah and I- don't care um it was also just like phenomenally casted like i loved the what they you know who they pulled from the old movies and who they didn't pull like i thought that was really interesting choices um but yes i digress a movie i can can talk about and I'll, (laughs) i'll shut up um I really liked Luca. Luca was one of those films that I didn't watch when it was like just coming out. I, you know, kind of farted around, watched a bunch of other movies and then finally got to Luca like really late in the game. And I remember texting you guys going, why didn't I watch this two months ago? (laughs) Like this was so good. And uh, I just had a lot of fun with that. I was enjoying like every Disney movie that's come out in the last couple, you know, years has been very just enjoyable and like relaxed fun. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Like, it's not like you're going in to a giant blockbuster where you have to think and think about your morality. (laughs) I could just enjoy these two boys trying to get a, you know, a moped, you know, (laughs) like I love that. And that's all I needed was, and it was just fun. I, I think that one was, the animation was beautiful. And I loved mm-hmm. the sea monsters design because it wasn't like, they weren't trying to make beautiful sea monsters. They're still trying to make sea monsters and they're supposed to be kind of like fishy, you know? And I love yeah. that is that it, and I love, there's the scene with the uncle who's like from the deep oh, he's sea the and he's like see-through and you could see all his organs. <laughs> I just like that. Like it was kind of, um, it was like wacky. And I think that was probably why I enjoyed that. So I'm going to have to put Luca as my favorite film of the year. So Luca was really good. That's when I watched, I also watched that one a couple of times because it was just so it's I mean, I talked about it on the podcast before. It's one of my feel good movies just because it just mm. makes me feel so good because it looks good. 
it's, it's well it's beautiful well soundtrack acted. i was yeah. about to say like the i love the music in that movie it has some really good lots of movies that nowadays don't really have lots of uh like themes for characters or places it's more just like generic music mm-hmm. but luca has like really clear themes for different characters and different play even the town itself has a specific theme and I, I love that about it it's such a good movie it's so pleasant <laughs> i also and this is so stupid and that i'm thinking about this but i just watched encanto and i just realized that they had two movies that involve bruno <laughs> yeah they did right yeah. one of them's like ignore your bruno i'm pretty sure or shut up bruno yeah. and the other one was like Silencio we don't talk bruno. about bruno yeah, yeah. so either way silencio bruno <laughs> poor bruno <laughs> Um, but I wonder I when know. in the development phase they learned that they both had movies that had characters. Out of Bruno. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, that one I think is my favorite movie of the year. It, I mean, I'm going to have to say like Spider Man and The Matrix were both like great cherries on top for the ending of the year. And I, but I feel like that's a cop out to pick them. So, Luca. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad that all three of our movies had really good music, just in general. Yeah. Just, Am I still a robot? <laughs> no, no, you're, you're not, not a robot. <laughs> okay, good. I loved Luca. Um, I also watched the little short that they did after, and that was uh-huh. like so good. I like cried during the short. Like, oh, Pixar just knows how to do it. But Luca was phenomenal. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, that oh. was. I don't know. I'm thinking like in terms of animated films, like that one and Mitchell's versus the machines were like. <gasps> oh wow-y. my god! Wowie, that movie one. was so good. I right? loved <laughs> Mitchell's versus the machines. I want oh, to watch it right after I finished it. I loved yeah. it so much. Yeah, I was watched... not expecting to love it, and I loved it. It's like a perfect movie, basically. It, that yes, I. You know what? I completely. I should have remembered that film because I probably would have picked that one, but. <laughs> I, I watched that one right when I was out of the hospital when I couldn't um I couldn't laugh because I couldn't breathe basically and it was the worst movie to watch if you can't laugh <laughs> and it was, it's so like a mile funny. I was in pain the whole movie <laughs> hello would you like to talk to me about dinosaurs, dinosaurs. oh my god I'm obsessed with him <laughs> oh and the pug the pug is hysterical oh my god the Furby scene is like the greatest scene. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, the Furby scene so good. Oh my gosh, that's what I, I think I'm gonna go revisit again because I yeah. I really enjoyed that one and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to rewatch it. I feel like after I feel like it was really popular for like the week after it came out, then everybody forgot. Yes, because it it's just so good though. <laughs> it's like insanely good. It was everybody beautifully forgot. animated. It mm-hmm. the, the um casting was great like yeah. the, all the voice actors were phenomenal um and of course a special place in our hearts for uh, a filmmaker to be yes <laughs> yes as a main character it's so sweet and i just like love the you know quirkiness about it it's another one of those like quirky weird movies that just mm-hmm. kind of touch a special place in your heart and then they're also like a family you know trying to survive the (laughs) machines taking over (laughs) and there's a theme here (laughs) yes the theme is always the matrix (laughs) yes the matrix (laughs) at the end of the day it all comes back to the matrix (laughs) going back to where it all started the matrix Matrix. (laughs) 
Oh my See, I loved the first half of that film. I really did. It was the second half when I was like, okay, I'm ready for this to end. Okay, that's fair. I can understand that because honestly, I I love that first. I was like, oh my god, they're doing such cool stuff. It when he's in the Matrix, it's really really cool. Yeah, no, I agree. Weird how that like, seems to be the theme of the movies. <laughs> it's like when you're in the Matrix, the movie is really good. <laughs> but that's kind of like how I felt about all the other movies too. Like you yeah, know, like I love the Matrix scenes yeah. and. Oh, Jonathan Groff as, oh my gosh, as the Agent Smith was phenomenal. Uh, I didn't know I needed that. (laughs) Yeah, when when I realized in the uh, what I love about it is that early on in the movie they, it's like it's not like a secret it's not a spoiler like no. they tell you immediately as soon as you see him that he's like supposed to be Smith so we're not spoiling I, it right now just throwing I mean, it out there and also like did I want to see Keanu Reeves again of course did it cheapen their deaths by bringing them back yeah not a fan perhaps, not a fan. <laughs> perhaps. that's that's one way to see it I thought of it as a great love story and after you know so many years (laughs) they get to be together (laughs) you know what worst way possible (laughs) and I don't care (laughs) if Morpheus and Smith can come back as new people they could have too no 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 (laughs) he wrote the code for the more like there isn't code of them i mean we somewhere. saw what, we saw what he looked like in the matrix though and he just was an old man that's who they would have cast yes <laughs> just an old yes man. it was an I, old we don't man have to talk about my worst movie of the year because we, oh! no, we don't have to talk about it but we do have to talk about it we do have to talk about it eventually <laughs> that's okay we'll go into even more detail on another day mm-hmm. <laughs> we talked about half the movie already <laughs> Don't worry, um, no spider-man spoilers <laughs> no no i i i won't marvel is a different breed of spoiler territory yeah. i yeah. can't do that to anybody um just, see <laughs> just go see it yeah i don't i took two weeks to go see it and i managed to avoid a fair amount of spoil. i i i knew some things going into the movie but i also like felt like i knew that going into the movie anyway so i wasn't really spoiled for me i'm very proud of myself when the mcu decides to introduce miles morales we'll do a peter parker episode to to you know send him off before miles because that better happen yeah well the new spider-man movie is coming out at the end of the year i just looked up when it was oh the the new spider-verse one across the spider-verse yeah i think it's coming out oh my god i'm so excited for that right now it's october 7th nice yeah (laughs) happy birthday yes there you go that's gonna be a good october (laughs) so excited um it sucks it's paired with halloween ends but we don't have to worry about that does Um, that really come out next year yep october 14th as of right now so Well, we go into that our least favorite movie because we, we <laughs> share the same year. one don't we <laughs> yes. um halloween kills was i think both daryl and i's least favorite movie of last year yeah. it might have uh, been mine but i didn't see it <laughs> yeah it, it would have been yours it would have been started. yours okay. <laughs> um it kills me it kills me to say that that's my least favorite movie because you know i love Halloween and I love spooky movies and scary movies and I'm normally very like understanding of when a horror movie doesn't hold up to my expectation because I'm like oh, it's a horror movie it's supposed to be scary but this movie wasn't scary and it wasn't good 
Nope. <laughs> yeah, which is kind it of uh, it was stuff disappointing. <laughs> my thing, I think, was that I was disappointed. That was my biggest thing about it. Yeah, it was. I left the film very upset. Mm -hmm. Especially since like the last one was so surprisingly good. Like I was shocked by how good the Halloween from like what 2018 was. I was yeah. like, oh my god! Like I did not think it was gonna be this amazing. And then the second one, they're just like, all right, well, we're going to use all of our most interesting ideas immediately. And then yeah. we're just going to have you sit around and wait till the movie ends. It was just like one of those like, oh, what if the townspeople take it into their hands? And I'm like, I already know what's going to happen. Like yeah. that. They it's die. Been, they, <laughs> the you know, it, uh, well, it's just, just like the they did it at thing. the beginning. It's like you should wait till the third movie <laughs> to do that. Yeah. It, it, like that should have been the ending and i'm surprised that there's they were even thinking about continuing it but it just sucks it does because <laughs> jamie lee curtis was phenomenal as laurie strode and it's just not fair that she doesn't get the justice that she deserves as a character like that poor woman has been through enough <laughs> <laughs> let her rest <laughs> let her sleep please <laughs> But yeah, that was my least favorite. There's really nothing else to tell you. I mean, it was. It's just like, it's just boring. It's yeah. a boring, disappointing horror film. Don't it was, watch it. I don't even classify it as horror. It wasn't scary. Like what was supposed to be scary is, oh, the townspeople are taking matters into their own hand, anarchy, you know? And like, you know, the police department doesn't know what they're doing. Like it was a lot of sides and I felt like it was trying to be a political movie and mm -hmm. I'm like you're a Michael Myers movie it didn't have to be political and then, yeah just and go then stabby they, like, stabby that's all we yeah want. and then they make me cry halfway through the movie because they kill some other guy and I'm like spoiler alert but like <laughs> they kill you know, some and, guy and I'm upset I'm upset I some feel bad to see the other guy <laughs> That's literally what it is, Sarah. I'm sorry. They literally like corner some other man who escaped from a psych ward too, and like conveniently, and conveniently, he was also on the bus that got you know a car accident in the first Halloween or the 2018 movie, and and they corner him, and he, you know it's just it's sad. It's sad. Um, what's her name? Is a uh, Judy Greer was great. I will oh, yeah, give she was, that she, was she she carried that movie like on her mm -hmm. back crawling that poor woman <laughs> was doing so well <laughs> yeah, yeah that I, was that was nice at least redeeming quality that's all I can give it is Judy Greer so all right Sarah so what was uh your least favorite movie of 2021 Okay, I'm actually going to cheat right now because my least favorite movie was old and we already talked about that for our Rage movies. So instead, I'm going <laughs> to talk about my other favorite movie of the year because oh, okay, it's tied with <laughs> French Dispatch and I cannot not mention Licorice Pizza. Um, Ooh, okay. Wow. Right. It was it was really funny. It was very warm, nostalgic, gorgeous, like very different from pretty much everything that Paul Thomas Anderson has done in like the most brilliant way. Um, also, I didn't realize until today that the main kid in it, Cooper Hoffman, is Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. So wow. And that's his only film credit. And he was absolutely brilliant in it. And then Alana Hyam and her sisters and her parents. <laughs> Just amazing. Um, yeah, I like I laughed. 
I smiled. And when I left that film, like I wanted to go for a run. I wanted to go on an adventure. Like it, it just gave me so much energy and so much joy. And I definitely think it's a must watch. Like always his dialogue is brilliant. Like the writing is phenomenal and it's absolutely gorgeous. That's good. That's good. Neither of us have seen it, but yeah. <laughs> I really want to watch it. I almost oh, I'm endorsing it. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to see it. I just have it. That was like it was like the lowest on my list of to see over the holidays because I feel like I'm going to be able to see it later. So, oh. yeah, I'll probably see it in a couple of days, but I'm glad that that was a good experience for you. Thank you. I watched it on Christmas Eve day as a like, you know, midnight premiere or whatever at my uh, favorite okay. theater. Shout out to the broad. Um, nice. And yeah, it was it was a lovely experience and everyone should go see it when they get a chance. Because he's never made a bad movie. So revolutions on Christmas Eve. (laughs) 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 So sorry, I just I just thought I was like, huh, what did I watch? (laughs) I watched a terrible movie. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know what I watched on Christmas. Oh, I actually watched the movie that surprised me on Christmas. Ah, good Mm. segue. What is it? Good segue. Yes. Uh, so I had an interesting one and it's probably, I don't, I doubt either of you watched it. Um, but eight bit Christmas, did either no, of you watch I that? I have not seen it. I didn't okay. even hear of it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So explain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, I don't, it's a modern ish retelling of like the Christmas story, I guess is the best way. I hate the Christmas story. It is my least favorite Christmas movie of all time. I I don't understand why people like it. I mean, like I get it, but I also am like, if the kid cries the whole movie and he's just whiny about the gun and I'm like, I get it. You want the gun, but geez, I'm like, um, (laughs) so I've never seen it. I've You've never, never seen, seen Christmas. Oh okay. my god! <laughs> no, I've never seen a Christmas story. It's like, do you remember? Like, I don't remember. ABC Family used to do every like Christmas Day. A Christmas story ran for twenty four hours straight. Yeah, but I never that watched was, like, it even once. <laughs> yeah, I think my parents hate Christmas because like we really didn't have a Christmas movie until Elf came out. Interesting. Really? Yeah, hmm. like my mom liked the claymation ones. I thought they were weird and creepy. I love claymation <laughs> ones. Oh my God. Give me heat miser and snow miser any day. Um, <laughs> and I like the Santa Claus. I like, you know, like Tim Allen, like that was, but, um, an elf. I love elf as always, but, um, this one was fun. Uh, it was shown to me by my, uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law and they were like, you gotta watch it. It's, it's great. And my brother-in-law hates a Christmas story too. So it like, <laughs> I was like, he was like, it's like a modern version of the Christmas story, but it, I don't know, but it stars Neil Patrick Harris and Oh, okay. Now he, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> he is telling his daughter about the Christmas that he got the Nintendo 64. Like oh, okay. and it's and it's that's all he wanted. And he and he everybody kept telling him, like, no, 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 it's bad for your brain. And like the town rioted against video games. And it's just <laughs> hysterical. And it, it's got David Cross in it. And it I who I like David Cross. I think he's hysterical whenever he's in any movies. But the whole movie, it was set in today's day and age, but he's telling the story like in you know the 80s basically so it's got like the funny you know 
dress like outfits and it's like kids running around very like stranger things type you know like they're getting into trouble and coming up with schemes and like the one rich kid in the neighborhood has the nintendo 64 mm-hmm. and then the then like and he and he's like lords it over everybody and he only <laughs> picks eight people to come play in a day you know like everybody wants comes out of his house trying to bribe him and, and it's it's just really funny and, and there's just moments where it made me laugh and I wasn't expecting to like it. It wasn't like normally when people who aren't big movie people are recommending me movies, I'm kind of like, you know, like maybe. And then it's also a Christmas movie that I had never heard of. I had so much fun. I loved it. It was better than a Christmas story and I'll die on that hole. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I like looked up screenshots and I like saw nothing for this movie, like not a single trailer or anything like it doesn't look familiar at all. Like, I don't know who was in charge of promoting it, but I didn't see anything for it. Well, the little kid Netflix, is cute. So Netflix it, doesn't promote their stuff. It's <laughs> actually HBO Max. So oh, it's HBO Max. Yeah, I definitely recommend it if you're mm. like kind of still in the Christmas mood and you want to watch it. I, I think it's really funny. It's not really like even it didn't feel very Christmassy to me because it was like set during christmas time but it you know it's and they're doing christmas shopping but it's not like heavy on the you know santa claus and everything like that it's very like you know like well your parents don't like they because like the whole thing in the christmas story is like oh you'll shoot your eye out that's the thing he wants his red something bb gun i don't know and like that's what he wants and then this is like when video games were just getting out that they're bad for you they're gonna rot your brain so that was my pleasant surprise um i definitely recommend it if you get a chance to watch it um daryl what was your uh surprise film of the year uh my surprise i've been thinking about it because i've had like i had like four um but the one that was like i honestly had like no i had like sorry i hit the mic i had like zero (laughs) zero uh like expectations. I was like, this movie's gonna suck. Probably, <laughs> it was Cruella. It was Cruella. Ooh, okay. Um, I didn't yeah, I did. I did not intend to. <laughs> My dog didn't like it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can tell why. Probably the scene where Cruella's mom gets killed by Dalmatians. <laughs> See, I heard that, and I was that like, is, I can't watch this. Movie. That is the reason why I didn't watch it for the longest time. But <laughs> I was, like, I was of doing, of course, that's the reason she hates them. They killed her parents. Yeah, like this. <laughs> like why would you make that a thing but she doesn't uh, that's the thing she doesn't hate donations. yeah she doesn't that's it's it's so it was weird. perfect motive that they immediately got rid of exactly like, it's just she like, doesn't hate dogs in the movie <laughs> oh my, God. my mother died because of dalmatians and that's why nothing <laughs> that's why exactly zero things happen but I was surprised. I went when I was working, I was doing a job in Atlanta this year. And so we were just like putting on a movie and we're like, well, let's watch Corella because we haven't seen that. And I was like, okay, this movie's going to suck. And as we start watching, I'm just like, this camera work, this camera work is pretty good. Like this set design is pretty good. This production design in general is really good. The acting on Emma Stone's part is really, really good. <laughs> I was just like more and more impressed as the movie went along. And by the end, I was like, oh, my God, this actually didn't suck. This actually was like even her characterization, Crow's characterization is actually really interesting. And I 
I still don't understand how she got to the point where she's going to like murder dogs. I don't get that. They never explain that in the movie. It's all for the fashion. The fashion. Yeah, I mean, I guess. She doesn't really hate dogs. I guess that's like the thing. Is she yeah, doesn't more hate like, dogs. She just wants to make a really cool Dalmatian yeah, coat. Yeah, it's like, know? it's a means to an end. That's the yeah. thing for her, I guess. They don't get into a whole lot of detail for obvious reasons, because why would you make a movie about that? <laughs> but it was it was good. I liked it a lot. I actually would recommend that you watch, because of, of like the Disney um, live action remakes, I'd say that. Like that and Jungle Book are probably two of the best ones. Oh, I love Jungle, Jungle Book. Is still Book. The best. It's still Jungle number Book one. Jungle Book is so good. But Corella's probably I really liked two or Christopher three. Robin, but oh, I mean, that wasn't yes. really a remake, I guess. But I never I mean, saw it. There was Cruella. I kind of oh, wanted to. Though. Ewan McGregor is phenomenal. But Pooh Bear holds a very special yeah. place in my heart. There's, that's the reason I'm why i didn't see it, it like right over there <laughs> yeah i like grew up with it so no it's actually christopher robin's a really good uh one if you haven't seen it daryl i really okay. like how how they use like it winnie the pooh is really cute in that movie like the whole thing <laughs> is really adorable and it's super nostalgic it kind of works out in its own way because okay. it feels like old school winnie the pooh which is entering into the uh the uh, public domain the yeah. original version of winnie the pooh not red t-shirt winnie the pooh but like no yeah. t-shirt winnie the pooh is entering <laughs> that's right naked the way nature intended <laughs> yeah uh, but cruella was really good i liked it um i i watched it when it made it to disney plus i think i didn't go see it in theaters unless yeah, it wasn't in theaters i don't remember it wasn't theaters um, for like two weeks that's yeah it. Um, I remember going, well, the story is lacking and it definitely felt like it was more of the henchman's story. Like they were more mm. sympathetic. Yeah. As the like protagonists, you know, like the henchmen's were more interesting. But like, and like she's not meant to be sympathetic because she's the antagonist of her own story. Like she's the one causing a ruckus, you know? Yeah. And she, that's the whole point. But I remember being I'm like amazed at the, you know, the costume design and just some of like mm -hmm. the, the moments that they give her. She is stunning in that film. Yeah. Like, captivating. I'm looking at some of the pictures from the movies and just some of the screen grabs and I'm like, that jacket, like this <laughs> dress. Oh my God. Like, it's just like their statements. And I love that. And I feel like that was what they did is they just designed the movie after the, the pieces. <laughs> like, that's just what it feels like. So I don't know. Yeah. I agree with you. I liked that one. Yeah. Just check it out. You may think it looks stupid, but actually it's pretty good. So as a as a reformed person who thought it was going to be stupid. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, Sarah, what was your movie that surprised you for the year? Um, I feel like mine maybe shouldn't have come as such of a surprise because James Gunn is great, but I was ready to be disappointed by the Suicide Squad and I was not. I loved it. Um, I just haven't been happy with really anything that DC has done in a while. And then also like the worst of it is Suicide Squad. And then it's like, let's put mm. a the in front and like see if <laughs> someone else can do it better. And he sure did. It was yep. fantastic. It was so much fun. It was like, if he, 
I was glad that he was able to like do something because he didn't have like the Disney name on it. Like he just went like mm -hmm. as, as R as he wanted to, <laughs> instead of like lightly tiptoeing it, like he does in guardians of the galaxy with like the raunchiness and the, and the jokes and stuff. He just was able to go full force, all the gore, all the raunch. And it was, it was great. I loved it. Yeah, it really was like pure James Gunn. And it's like, it wouldn't have happened if he didn't get fired from Disney for like two, two like a year, I guess. It yeah. wasn't even a year, it was like three months. <laughs> yeah. Like if that didn't happen, he wouldn't have The Suicide Squad, which is now both the best and worst DC movie, which is just awesome. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like poetry, it rhymes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but yeah, that, that one was one of the better fun. ones. I watched that one in the middle of the hurricane that, destroyed my wedding venue and ruined my wedding um and, but that one i just remember enjoying it was just like a fun ride like it mm -hmm. it's what a, a villain superhero movie was supposed to be and she was great in it like so effortless for that character like if anyone was ever going to be harley quinn it was going to be her and that was it and i just love because like in the other the other suicide squad it felt very forced Mm -hmm. and like she was cast as it and like that's great and then the harley quinn movie she was great but this one was like her having fun you know yeah. like it and that's what it felt like for everybody like everybody who like i'm looking at this cast list and i'm like oh my god there's so many people and and i it was just it was stupid and it was <laughs> gory and it was unnecessarily gory and i loved that and <laughs> john cena's in the movie <laughs> yeah yep you're oh, so gosh. right about that because like it is so much about the director and the writers and like it's he really is so good at letting them do what they can do best because mm -hmm. everyone was so good in that and like yeah margot robbie was so much more brilliant as harley quinn in that than any of the other times she's been a harley quinn and that really is like a testament to how good of a director james gunn is and like really mm -hmm. just lets them run with their characters like even John Cena was absolutely brilliant, <laughs> like perfect cast. Like everyone was perfect cast. It was so much fun. And then I got, I love David. Uh, I, I'm going to butcher his last name. It's like Damas. Oh, Dismalkian. Yes. I freaking love him. He's I, like, so good. He's so interesting to me. And, and he is phenomenal in that movie. Like so funny. And it's, it's just perfect. And now I'm looking at it. He was in Dune and now yes, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's the reason to watch Dune. <laughs> right yeah. there. He's only in it for a little bit, but so like good. he was in like, I bet you he was in it longer than he was in Dark Knight. <laughs> so, <laughs> cause I know that, exactly. Yeah. He's yeah. kind of forgot he was the, in Dark Knight. So yeah, he's, yeah. he's I remember the now. man that, yeah, <laughs> the Batman, I think, no, it's, I think it's the, commissioner grabs him or whatever yeah, and they think you're and, the joker it's like and no, then he has the tag that has her name on it or whatever yeah um and like yeah, he, and I, he's so like catches your eye like he's mm -hmm. an actor that catches your eye whenever he's on screen so i was so excited to get to actually like see him as an actor mm -hmm. and uh and he plays the most ridiculous super villain like it was so weird just, and so funny. And like the rat like girl is hysterical. I don't remember yeah, what her catcher. name is. Rat catcher. Oh, She's and then great. wow, her like story was like I love her I wasn't and ready then it, to and then her dad ends up being Taika Watiti and like, <laughs> 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 yes. oh my gosh. 
Oh, that that is a really good one. I, I forgot about that one. It kind of got swept under the rug, I think, for me. But I, I'm so glad you brought it up because it's kind of right. earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really it was wasn't. Those... It was in September. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I mean, it, yeah. Don't nothing talk happens to... in no. September. <laughs> well, I watched it in September. Hold on. When did it get released? It came out in August, I think. Okay. So. Oh, that's. Oh, what is what is this year? Yeah. Yeah. That year. It's over. <laughs> this <laughs> is the last the time I'm talking about it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um. Well, was there any movies that you guys finally watched this year? Like. Daryl, what was a movie that you like finally got around to watching? As I scramble to find my list real quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one of my favorites, I, I, I'm not going to talk about it much because I've already talked about it a lot, Day of the Dead. I saw that for the first time this year. It was great. But a different one I saw for the first time was, uh, okay, now I'm trying to pick which one because there's two really good ones. They're both really good. You can um, mention both. Yeah, I'll just mention both. I won't keep you in suspense forever. The movie that i liked the most was wait for it wait for it <laughs> last action hero <laughs> oh, okay. last action hero was one of two that i was like i saw for the first time also when i was out of town for work and it's arnold schwarzenegger and a kid inside of a movie and it's just like the most hilarious dumbest film i've ever seen it's like the perfect 90s action movie it's so funny because it's just like this kid's like, man, I really love this action star, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It'd be so cool if I could be in a movie with him. Then he gets like teleported into the movie and he's in an action movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it's like all the action movie tropes. But it's all stuff like when he goes home, he has a blank apartment because, you know, the screenwriter never wrote an apartment for him. And stuff like that. Like, what happened to your ex-wife? And it's like, uh, we don't talk about her because the screenwriter never came up with anything for the ex-wife. So she just leaves angry messages and you never see her. It's like, <laughs> it is hilarious. And it's like the coolest, it's one of the coolest like meta films before meta was really a thing. It's uh, it's the first half of the Matrix Resurrections before the Matrix Resurrections, basically. <laughs> so that was really good. Also, Death Becomes Her, which is a Robert Zemeckis comedy. It's just really funny. It's basically just Meryl Streep um basically it's like cool i'm gonna become immortal now because (laughs) i hate my husband or something it's another like really kind of dumb but surprisingly really really funny movie oh also bruce willis is the husband this is bruce willis back in like uh moonlighting and like his early early career Mm -hmm. and so they're just great on state on on screen together they're just so funny because like those are very specific time area one of them was 93 and the other was 92. (laughs) oh there you go see (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's just funny. It's like, basically, she's like, I want to be young and beautiful forever. So she goes to like, uh, Isabella Rossellini pays like this witch, this really sexy witch. He's like, I can make you young forever. Just take care of your skin. Because if you don't, you'll look like a zombie or something. <laughs> and then Bruce Willis accidentally kills her and like breaks her neck. And she's just like, what could you did to me? She's like trying to fix her body or like painting her skin so she looks normal. And then like her rival does like the same thing. And it's just so, it's so funny. You have to watch it. It's great. It's I'll like one of the, one out. It, it like won an Oscar for best CGI too. It looks kind of huh. dumb today, but it was great in 1992, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, what was a movie that you had finally gotten around to see? Um, both, both of my favorite movies that I hadn't seen 
yet that I got around to this year were horror movies um and yes. they were get out which I think I'm gonna save for us to talk about as like a, a nope thing since we should probably just talk about his horror career once mm, nope probably. comes out um but I absolutely loved it um oh I forgot nope was... comes out oh <gasps> so excited yeah <laughs> um and then my other favorite movie that I finally got around to watching was Midsummer, um which is Oh my God. Like I watched Midsummer and Hereditary in the same day. It was like so much fun watching them back to back and just like really seeing like the similarities between them. And like, yeah, Ari Aster is just, I mean, brilliant for only having two films out. Like that blows my mind. And both of them are just phenomenal. But yeah, Midsummer was, I was like so entranced and like the way it like showed the hallucinogenics was like so interesting and like it was heartbreaking and just uh, I just I love also like the like the empathy in it just like you know when Mm -hmm. like someone's feeling something and they all just like scream back at them or like smile back at them like it's like just so eerie and like oh yeah yeah like I feel like I felt that scene where they're all like screaming on a primal level I was just like yeah I was like, I want to scream with you so badly because yeah. you're like, this is exactly how you're supposed to feel. It's and so mourning good. grief is such an interesting. It's it's an interesting display of grief mm-hmm. because we don't really. It's a character who didn't get to grieve, you know, like it, and and a character who no one around her is letting her grieve. You know, mm-hmm. they're all kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, she's a, you know, the boyfriend's kind of like. A, asshole who's like i don't really want her to come on my trip you know like she's gonna yeah, ruin he was all ready the to fun. break up with her yeah, yeah. And, and, then it's like, and then yeah and and it's just like ooh, like this poor and florence Pugh. oh mm-hmm. she's yeah. just a joy i love yeah. everything amazing. she's in she's <laughs> every just, time i see her she's everything like, she deserves everything <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that one's it that one's a I liked Midsummer more than I think I liked Hereditary, but I also like loved Hereditary. So I feel like this is a lot about why I liked Midsummer. <laughs> I don't know. And I feel like I go back and forth with Midsummer. And there's like days where I'm like, I didn't like it. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, 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 I did like it. I just, whew. I never have a good experience in theaters. I just should stop going to movie theaters. <laughs> that one was no. I, Hereditary, I had a terrible terrible experience i had some guy yelling the whole time and then midsummer i had two old ladies who didn't get it and you know, i think it's just your cinemark no no exactly. no no i saw both of those in well i saw hereditary in california mm-hmm. and i saw midsummer in a different uh city so well, it wasn't my cinemark really you're cinemark. just cursed <laughs> <laughs> it's just a curse um I feel like you're supposed to have a bad time watching those movies, though. So he look at yeah. that. It's it's yeah. ambiance. <laughs> Normally, I'm trying. I try to be understanding, and like it's the films that I go into that I try and be understanding. Like I try and go into Marvel movies understanding. Like okay, I'm going to go see this with a bunch of teenagers and parents who don't want to be there, and I'm everybody's going to be annoyed. But those are the best movies. Everybody's quiet. <laughs> yeah. Like I think the last two I saw, Eternals and Spider Man, both audiences were phenomenal like yeah that's because they know what they're here for yeah. <laughs> it's like you yeah. shut up when spider-man don't scream peter parker yeah. talking to you yeah you respect that man you respect him <laughs> oh my gosh 
<laughs> uh, I'm so glad you finally got to watch Midsummer. That makes me so happy. So, um, so what about you? Tell us. <laughs> so I have two. One is definitely more of a, oh my God, I just watched that uh, movie. Uh, so we, to make us sound even more cooler than we already sound on this podcast, we have a D&D campaign going on the side as well. Uh, <laughs> and um, someone is our DM, Sarah, and she chose a uh, Miyazaki kind of homebrew campaign I guess is the best way to explain it and so for my homework I decided to actually watch a Miyazaki film because I've only ever seen Kiki's delivery service and which I love I love Kiki but I have never just gotten around to watching any of the other ones and then it was like I was so far into the cinematic like group that I was scared <laughs> to admit that I hadn't seen them um but I finally watched Howl's Moving Castle and I loved it I had so much fun with that movie and I was like in tears because it was beautiful and I just loved Hal and I loved Christian Bale <laughs> as Hal. I thought he was hysterical and um yeah it was just a lot of fun and I was like super excited to finally like get to cross that one off my list and I'm like excited to do another one you know I'm, I'm ready to watch Cat Bus which I know is not I should be about cat bus that's all I know you both have to watch Ponyo still okay yeah we do have yes. to watch Ponyo maybe we'll cross that off together especially too. Betty yeah. White is in it oh Betty White that's Aww. right I should watch The Proposal that's one of my favorites yes. I love her in that I'm movie. so glad I've watched The Proposal that was before. our first movie together, <laughs> together. it was <laughs> it was <laughs> Betty White brings everyone together yes <laughs> Yes, oh, that's nice. <laughs> um, but another one of my films that I finally got to see, and this one I think is neither of you have seen. It's called Daniel Isn't Real, and it is a horror film that I think came out in 2019, and it has um, Patrick Schwarzenegger in it, which is his son. Uh, it's just hysterical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really hope it's his son. Um, but uh, it's a movie that kind of talks about, it's a horror film that very not so delicately discusses childhood trauma and coping mechanisms and maybe a little bit of like, you know, split personality disorder I guess is the best way to explain it it's it's beautiful to look at it's one of those films that it it's definitely like it wasn't like a I don't think it was ever in theaters I think it was like a straight to like shutter movie and it was just beautiful it's so gorgeous and I definitely recommend you guys watching it and checking it out if you can I don't know I think I saw it on Hulu or Amazon mm -hmm. when I mm -hmm. watched it um must find but it, it's cleverly done like so cleverly done so daniel is his imaginary friend mm. that resurfaces oh. as an adult so, oh okay it has surprisingly like... good ratings for a horror movie yes. so that means it's probably brilliant yes it feels it's, like it's a little really bit. <laughs> good oh malignant was also really good but that came out this year um but yeah so i really liked Daniel isn't real so and Patrick Schwarzenegger and I think it's Miles Robbins is the other the main character he uh oh he's fantastic 
I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to see that because this sounds fascinating. Also, it's on two different streaming services, which I have, so oh, that great. makes it easy to access. Yeah, but yeah, those are the two films that I finally got around to seeing, and I was super pumped about. Um, well, I mean, that kind of covers our top and not so top films of 2021. What are the movies you are excited to see in 2022? Uh, that's a good question because now I'm trying to think. Oh, Doctor Strange. I do want to see Doctor Strange. Ooh, yes. So, yes. my most anticipated film is definitely The Batman. Cannot wait. Sorry, The Batman. That's what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I get more and more excited about The Batman every trailer. And, like, I'm not normally one to watch re- like different trailers, but they've released so many different versions of that trailer and like they've all been in front of movies that i've seen mm-hmm. so i haven't been able to avoid these trailers and but they're so good I'm so excited better and better yes <laughs> so I- i'm really pumped about uh, that one and i'm excited God, the riddler can't wait so excited for the riddler um and a scary riddler too i'm really yeah. hoping he's gonna be scary like i hope his I face really... is all messed up because <laughs> yeah. we haven't seen it yet i'm really excited uh i mean i'm not i'm excited and not excited for scream i'm really worried i'm gonna be let down but it's a scream movie so i'm super pumped for it um because i like scream that's one of my favorite horror films of all time is the original and the sequels are just fun <sighs> and i don't care Guys, uh, the Spider Verse comes out next this year. I yes. keep forgetting that even exists. Oh my god! I, I haven't <laughs> seen the trailer for that one yet, and I am I'm I'm kind of like maybe if I can uh, avoid it as best as possible because I mean I don't need to see the trailer. I'm gonna go see the movie, and like the first one was marketing enough for the second one, so I'm, oof. But yeah, I'm ah, across the Spider Verse. I'm so excited. Uh, Oh my god! I'm just looking at the list yeah, right now. I'm just, yeah. I'm so excited. Lightyear, Lightyear. I did see a trailer for Lightyear, and I was like it smiling looks, the whole time. It's yeah, so, so cute, and so it looks so good. beautiful. And I told my husband, I was like, they don't tell us anything about the story. Yeah, they just yeah, show off. They just imagery. show imagery, <laughs> and I'm like, wow. I'm so pumped. And it almost looks like The Martian if The Martian was Buzz Lightyear, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I will go see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks like the Star Wars animated film I've always wanted to see. Basically, yes. it's like it is beautiful. The yeah, trailer, I'm just so gorgeous. I'm so excited. I don't know when Pixar is going to stop outdoing themselves. I hope oh, never. But they wow, constantly, I can't prettier and prettier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you guys seen anything for a uh, Serrano? Uh, Serrano? 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 The Berge- I, the- I haven't heard of it. Yeah, I saw um, the trailer. Oh, wait, a, is that the one it's with... Um, old school Peter. one, but Peter it's with Peter Dinklage. Yeah. I did see a very long trailer, and I was like, wow, I have watched this movie. And yeah. now I'm just not interested because it the trailer gave trailer. away the whole It's a really thing. long trailer. But I've seen the movie already. Like, I've seen other versions one? of it. Yeah, I've seen, like, the... I think it's Kevin Klein. Oh, okay. I think the version I'm thinking... I think, think... Kevin Klein is in the one of the other ones, and then I've also seen like a French, you know, movie that came out in the sixties. You know, okay. that was um, that one's like a classic story. Yeah. That's yeah, we read been... the book in high school. Yeah. So. so, um, I think it's Kevin Klein. Hold on, I gotta look it up now. Before, don't quote me on it until I. I feel like that fits because I can picture him with the nose. I can picture him with the nose. <laughs> Kevin Klein's weird nose. 
didn't even do any prospects. I just put him on screen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was him. 2008. Okay. Uh, yes. Oh, Jennifer Gardner is in that movie. I don't remember him, her in that movie. Interesting. But yeah, I don't know. I It looks fun. And I like Peter Dinklage. So I'm going to probably watch that one. Um, because it's a different take on the character too. Like, you know, like the whole point is, is that he's ugly, you know, but he's trying to make, you know, I don't know. It just, it's a different take. And I think I'm kind of excited to see that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Black phone. No. Okay. Yeah. Black phone comes out. I am very excited for that. Also, <laughs> guess what comes out next this year? What? Secrets of Dumbledore. Can't oh no. <laughs> Uh, you know, two Harry Potter fans in this this group. I mean, you know, I don't know about you, Daryl, but I, I a lot a of Potter my fan. life goes into <laughs> Harry Potter, and I've never been more like I was more <laughs> pumped for their reunion than I am for Secrets of Dumbledore. That's the thing. I'm just it's like so done with it. Like, yes, do I, I have the book stars on my body, but I, <laughs> I just, I can't care about the stupid wizarding world and why it's still called Fantastic Beasts. And I just, I hate it all. I hate it all. That's not, yeah. I, and I'm sorry that you feel that way. It's unfortunate. <laughs> I'm but sorry. She ruined I, it. J.K. Rowling ruined she it. She ruins everything. She, she ruined her own thing. Good job. <laughs> Congratulations, you played yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, are there any other movies that we're excited about so we don't end on a terrible note? (laughs) Probably nope. Uh, There is a nope. nope. The movie nope, not nope. Yeah. Nope, nothing else except for nope, the movie. Uh, You mean Death of the Nile? No, Knives Out. Oh, Oh, yeah, Knives Out 2. I didn't realize they were doing a 2. Yeah, they've yeah, got a trilogy like, that um, at least a Netflix has signed on to. Can we talk about Death of the Nile and how they carefully edited it around Army Hammer? Can you end that? <laughs> <laughs> I saw his name husband. pop up and I was like, oh. He has I a prominent, know. I know he has a Ooh. prominent, like he's like a prominent character in that because they tried very hard to edit around oh. the cannibal that I is Army Hammer. I really hope Kenneth he's the Brano killer. Kenneth is so oh, brilliant. I'm so excited for Kenneth Branagh. Oh he's my so God. brilliant as him, as, as Hercule Poirot. He's, mm. And um, Emma Mackey, I'm super excited because I love her in Sex Education on Netflix. She's phenomenal. So I'm so yeah. excited for her to like get like a big role. And like and Ana de Armas. Yes, <laughs> she's great. Everybody's I- great in that film, except for Army Hammer. We don't need to talk about him. <laughs> But go watch the trailer. Like you can see, like there's quick cuts, whatever. Like, but he's never looking at the camera. Like he's never focused of the shot. Like he's always like. Is he in the background? Like yeah, like because like it's all focused on Gal Gadot. Like it because I guess they're husband and wife or something like that. I'm not really sure. Not Anna Armas. Is Anna Armas not in that one? It's I don't Gal-Gadot. know. It Gal-Gadot is Gal Gadot. It's Gal Gadot. Okay. I, I think I crossed it with Knives Out. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I was thinking about like, it. They both have accents. They're both yes. beautiful. I yes. guess they're the same person. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm super, I'm not pumped for it, but I'm super excited to see it because it's a star studded cast and it's, you know, a classic story. You can't go wrong with Death on Nile. I really on liked Nile. it. And I, I so. loved what <laughs> Kenneth Brano brought to it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's fun to see him acting again. Like, you know, it's been a while he's doing directing and stuff like that. So Kenneth Branagh is just like one of those that it's just a joy to watch him act. So I can't wait. Mm -hmm. 
and also Knives Out too. I'm pretty pumped for because I love. So it's coming out on Netflix, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Netflix. Well, I would assume Netflix. The right maybe theaters to, too, but to two and three. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, interesting. I wonder if it's going to be like Daniel Craig still. It yeah, is. it is. Okay. It's going to be more. Look, what is it? Look, Le- uh, LeBlanc. 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 Yeah. 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 LeBlanc's it's basically. Stories. Yeah, it's an American version of the <laughs> Death on the Nile and uh, yeah. Murder of the Orient Express. Express. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see that one. Did you guys see Murder on the Orient Express? I hadn't yeah, seen it. I wanted I to, did. though. I liked oh. it a lot. Um, yeah. And I actually didn't know the story, so I was, like, in it for the mystery, because, mm-hmm. like, I'd, mm. I'd never, like, seen or read it or anything, so I really liked it a lot. I thought it was fun. Interesting. I'll have to check it out. Well, I think, you know, that's probably about wraps us up. Uh, I want to thank y'all for joining us. Oh, my God. It, my script rolled. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us as we add more movies to your bucket list um i guess did we add movies to your bucket list should we oh say, yeah oh uh, uh, yeah uh yeah dude. hold on scratch that ending okay <laughs> these are the movies that you should add to your bucket list so dune apparently dune um yeah. definitely licorice pizza and the french dispatch mm-hmm. um I would argue for Mitchell's versus the machines. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Luca. 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 Yes. And, um, um, yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah. We, we adding to the Suicide yeah, Squad? It, if, you, if you have, if you've seen the original, you have to see this one instead. Yes. <laughs> wow. What a redemption. Yes. Right? <laughs> I'll throw Daniel. Is it real in there? Because it's probably never going to come up again in conversation. Uh, Midsummer. <laughs> Midsummer. I think Midsummer's already that. on there, but yeah, throw that in there. Okay. I don't know. Watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah's Ser- in charge of the list. <laughs> I'll I'll figure it out. How's Moving Castle? Yes, definitely. I must. I we're gonna do please. a Miyazaki. Yes, because I'll do more homework for that. We're gonna do a Miyazaki episode. Um, I promise. And you know what? Last Action Hero. Go watch Last Action Hero. <laughs> it's just it is hilarious. It is okay. hilarious. It is stupid. Please watch it. Okay, got it. Don't go see Halloween Kills. Actually, please yeah. it, go see a movie because support movies anyway. But like, but not that one. <laughs> but you know, I just know that we're it's not the person that doesn't want to go to the theater anymore. Right. I have a fear of other human beings. <laughs> don't worry, I'll go for you. I can do that. <laughs> I don't trust other human beings for my theater experience. So go, we went and saw Nightmare Alley, and there were four other people, and the two people in front of us talked the entire time it was a two and a half hour long movie (laughs) and it was quiet that's why i love the broad if you're in new orleans watch your movies at the broad like everyone has respect for the theater experience there it's a adorable little four theater Mm -hmm. cinema and wow it's just it's a nice place i've only been there once a little bar Oh, I got a Cinemark and an AMC. Go see it in Dolby. <laughs> if you go see it in Dolby, you're not gonna have any problems. Basically, spend more. Can't money. hear anyone anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's true. See it in Dolby, and you can only hear the movie. Yeah, and that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> well, I guess thank you for joining us as we add more movies to your bucket list. My name is Gracie, and you can find me at Gracie May. Uh, that's with a Y and three E's on anywhere you see fit. Daryl, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Twitter at Darf Daryl. Uh, that's Darf as in uh, Vader, Mall, Sidious, take your pick. And Daryl, D-A-R-R-E-L-L. Sometimes I post there. Sometimes I just look around and skulk all day. But, you know. Skulking. 
Yeah, scream at me there while I'm skulking around. <laughs> a movie had the word skulking in it a lot this year, I feel like. I don't remember what that it was. was. Um, that was not for what, yeah, four weddings and a funeral. I think. Four weddings, okay, that's the one. Yeah, and yeah. it's because she goes through, I can skulk when skulking's required. Yes. That's her line. <laughs> a, a 2022 that's the only why. film, if there is one, is four weddings and a funeral. <laughs> Sounds like my life now that I think about it. <laughs> one wedding number three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Sarah, where can we find you? <laughs> well, I'm a snotty underscore person on Twitter and snotty dot person on Instagram. And that's snotty with an IE instead of a Y. And also check us out on Letterboxd because Daryl's now officially a pro. Um, so he could see his stats. I'm a god amongst <laughs> men now. I paid $20 a year. <laughs> For Letterboxd. Um, <laughs> because, you know, we love our Letterboxd. And my reviews on there are terrible. So don't come at me. Because <laughs> the only times I ever leave a review is normally for a sarcastic comment. Um, <laughs> but check us all out for the podcast updates and movie news at, at the popcorn bucket list on Instagram and at TPB underscore podcast on Twitter, or just find us Google exists. Um, yeah, dumbass. <laughs> Google. God, I, I'd hope you'd realize you could just Google search our name and find us on social media. Um, and tune into our YouTube channel. If you want to see our beautiful faces and my camera die constantly. Um, and we normally upload the video version of the podcast on Fridays, but that's, of course, if our computers let us upload those podcast <laughs> versions. Um, but yeah, I look forward to the next year with, you know, talking movies about it with you guys. I don't know what next episode is going to be, but I can't wait. It's a surprise for all of Bye, us. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>